Mini episode 1158 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello and welcome to FDH Lounge Mini Episode 1158. I'm FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris here with our review of the Breaking Bad movie El Camino. Here's our top five notes of interest from this incredible presentation with spoilers. Number five, for a movie that was pretty much perfect in delivering the closure that we wanted and the characters that we wanted to see, there's one continuity nitpick that we'll make. Jesse is seen utilizing a car with a 2013 registration sticker. Of course, the timeline of Breaking Bad went from Walter White's 50th birthday in 2008 to his 52nd birthday in 2010, and this movie followed in the immediate days afterward. But if that's the biggest qualm that we could have, it had to have been a pretty great movie, and it was. Number four, while not a complete greatest hits compilation in terms of Breaking Bad characters, for example, no Saul and nobody from any of the cartel wars, there was a well-rounded representation of almost everyone central to Jesse's life from the show. Mike, Todd, Walt, and Jane appeared in flashbacks with Skinny Pete, Badger, Todd's Tarantula from the Dead Kid, the Junkyard Guy, and the Vacuum Cleaner Fixer Guy all getting screen time. Oh, and Jesse's parents in a twist that we anticipated. It was interesting seeing Breaking Bad as a prequel for this movie in the same way that Better Call Saul is a prequel for the main franchise, and the interactions that Jesse had with all of these dead people are now part of the Breaking Bad canon and will further add completion to the stories that we look back on that were already told so well. Also, RIP to the wonderful character actor who played the vacuum cleaner guy, Robert Forster, who tragically passed away on the day that El Camino was released. Number three, Jesse's life as a prisoner of the Nazis was somehow even worse than we thought. Being forced to spend time with Todd serving as the kind of friend that the calm psycho clearly didn't have in real life, only to have to dispose of another dead body and on another occasion mutilate himself in forced mock escape simulations and degradations even beyond what we knew already, that's pretty bad. Given a chance to more fully fill in the events that understandably would leave Justy with PTSD in the aftermath, the writers really went to town on what those several months were like. Number two. The trademark Breaking Bad adrenaline-triggering action was in effect repeatedly, as Jesse worked to stay on the lam and gain the cash that could give him a lasting freedom and a new life. The pursuit of Todd's fortune was full of edge-of-the-seat suspense, culminating in a showdown with the faux FBI agents. Later, the shootout at the industrial facility was another sequence that ranked with anything that we saw in Breaking Bad. The way that the police repeatedly raced right past Jesse at the start of the post-Breaking Bad action at the compound and again after he visited the vacuum cleaning store, showed the stakes completely involved on a visceral level. Number one, having revisited the aftermath of what Walt wrought once already, there's still room to do it again. Jesse will have no further interaction with anyone from his old life, as the vacuum cleaner guy will mail letters from him to Brock and perhaps a few others as final closure. You'd have to think that his parents, Skinny Pete and Badger, might get a line from him as well. 
But much like the prequel Better Call Saul shows the crooked lawyer in a world of his own prior to the events of Breaking Bad, as well as a few scenes afterward as Cinnabon Jean in Omaha, the sight of Jesse building his new life in the far north, perhaps still looking a bit over his shoulder, would be very compelling as well. Having been granted one more marvelous part of this grand story, here's hoping that we can still get more down the road. Thank you for joining us for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge. As we bring the show to a close, we would like to extend our deepest gratitude to NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, All Clear Channel Affiliates, TNT, TBS, USA, UPN, Deadspin.com, YouTube.com, YTMND.com, MySpace.com, various blogs, Fox News, CNN, CNBC, MSNBC, IamBoard.com, Billboard.com, Google.com, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPN Classic, NBA TV, NFL Network, Sports Time Ohio. Athlon Magazine, Comedy Central, Cartoon Network, The Boomerang Channel, QVC, BET, The Spice Channel, Steno Notebooks, Manwich, Papermate Office Supplies, Waitresses, Strippers, Bartenders, Garbage Men, Janitors, Microwave Popcorn, The Writers of The Office, Scrubs, Entourage, My Name is Earl, Oz, Metalocalypse and the Boondocks, Aquafina, and The Periodic Table of Elements. 